Hello, and welcome to this second bonus episode of the Hamlet podcast. These special features will come each time we reach the end of a scene of the play, and will celebrate some of the great artists, thinkers, and interpreters who have enriched the cultural history of this extraordinary play. For this episode, we pay homage to Sir Peter Hall, the hugely influential English theatre director who passed away in 2017. Many of us aspire, perhaps, to found a successful theatre company someday. Many of us might consider what it would be like to run one of the most important theatre institutions in the country in which we live. Or perhaps, maybe, some of us might even consider taking the reins of a major opera company. Peter Hall did all three. He was one of the founders of the Royal Shakespeare Company, he ran the National Theatre in London, and he was artistic director of the Glyndebourne Opera Festival to boot. Peter Reginald Frederick Hall was born in 1930 and grew up to become one of the most influential forces in theatre in the 20th century. Extraordinarily, he managed to display superb skill in directing not just Shakespeare and opera, but also contemporary material, perhaps perhaps none more so than the works of Samuel Beckett. As well as the achievements and positions I've already listed, he has the honour too of having been responsible for the English language premieres of Beckett's Waiting for Godot and Happy Days. He directed a more recent production of Happy Days in 2004, starring Felicity Kendall at the Arts Theatre in London, which remains for me the most pitch-perfect, heartbreaking and beautiful Beckett show I think I've ever seen. And it was delivered in the only stage Irish accent that has ever managed to convince me, which is of course surely the greatest accolade that Sir Peter Hall ever achieved. Needless to say, Hall also directed Hamlet three times. The first was in 1965 for the Royal Shakespeare Company, then ten years later in a production to celebrate the opening of the Littleton Theatre during his time leading the National in London, and then a third production in 1995 starring Stephen Delane. A lifelong advocate and champion of Shakespeare, who gave the world such treats as a recent Midsummer Night's Dream starring Judi Dench as a Queen Titania inspired rather heavily by Elizabeth I, Hall also wrote an enormously helpful book called Shakespeare's Advice to the Players. Its title is inspired by Hamlet's advice to the players that show up during the play, a treat that awaits us, of course, in several months' time. Hall's book goes through a great selection of key moments in Shakespeare's writings that give us clues and insight into how we might interpret, enjoy, perform and communicate this wonderful material. Doubtless I myself will be referring to it when our focus moves from Elsinore to Troy, when Hamlet lectures these players in Act 3. The book is a terrific compendium of analysis, bringing together helpful speeches and ideas from throughout Shakespeare's works. It's a very no-nonsense guide, drawn from over half a century of work and care. And this is Peter Hall, in his own words, from his preface to the book. I have been trying to direct Shakespeare for over 50 years. What I have recorded in this book are not techniques that I have invented. I have been taught them by others as part of a living tradition, which has been handed down willingly to my generation. Those who taught me believed that what they said was self-evident. I believe in my turn that it needs recording and handing on to the future. What Shakespeare demands always works, and his notation is amazingly accurate. Armed with a facsimile of the folio, a simply edited but not too punctuated modern text, a glossary of archaic words and those that have changed their meaning, and an understanding of how Shakespeare guides his actors with his form, 
it is still possible to approach any of his texts with the confidence that they will be understood. Shakespeare's advice to the players is still potent. But I find it a very helpful guide for rehearsals and interpretation of this play in particular. David Warner was the youngest actor ever to play Hamlet at the RSC in Stratford in 1965. He was just 24 years old in a performance that also featured Glenda Jackson as Ophelia and the great Irish actor Patrick McGee as the ghost of King Hamlet. Some critics were alarmed at the mumbling, conversational manner in which Warner delivered his lines, but the production was largely praised as a revolutionary interpretation of the play. Warner wore a long scarf like an unkempt student, with the older actors often boxing him in on the stage as a show of how little freedom he enjoyed. This was Hamlet interpreted as a disaffected youth who couldn't get no satisfaction, a Hamlet for the generation of the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. In his published diaries, Hall mentions his frustration at the pressure on him to cut the play while he was preparing for a second production, this time to open the Littleton Theatre in the mid-1970s. The production actually opened at the Old Vic due to building delays, but it eventually transferred to the National Theatre's expanding home on the South Bank when the theatre was finally ready. This version of the play featured Albert Finney as Hamlet, and Gertrude was played by Angela Lansbury. By the time of Hall's third production in the 1990s, he was a strong enough force in the theatre to do it on his own terms, uncut, and he presented a very long combination of the folio and quarto texts that ran over four hours in performance. This time, Stephen Delane played Hamlet, Donald Sinden was Polonius, and Michael Pennington was Claudius, in a production which played at the Gielgud Theatre in London. The Sunday Times called Delane one of the great Hamlets, and the play an unforgettable event. It featured Hamlet stripped naked following the scene in which he confronts Queen Gertrude and stabs Polonius behind the arras. There was said to be a genuine sense of the thriller about the production. Hamlet was played as witty and sardonic, and Claudius and Polonius as truly menacing political players. These, of course, are things we're going to continue discussing as we ourselves move through the play. Three different Hamlets, then, from Sir Peter Hall, speaking to three very different ages, all of them landmarks, with Warner and Delane frequently making critics' lists of the top Hamlets that they have ever seen. Peter Hall died in September 2017 and will surely be remembered as a titan of Shakespearean interpretation. Who knows if we'll ever quite see the like of him again.